What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, Associated Press is full of shit. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show. We are live, and boy, Papa Dude, we've got some upsets to talk about, both horse racing and basketball-related. It was a crazy weekend. Have you ever seen the top six teams go down in the same day? Uh, I never I'm have. Sure because it probably happened, but I mean... They were just dropping like flies. And then number nine went down too. So seven of the top ten uh, were defeated on Saturday. So who knows who in the world's going to win this thing. I mean, it is wide open. Yeah, I actually saw a tweet that I don't think it has ever happened. I think it was the first time ever that they've all lost on the same day, know, being man. the top six teams. And, yeah, it's incredible. And it, and it makes for a tournament that oh, is going to just be wide wide open oh it uh, is i mean we're going to get into that a little bit later on in the show uh kind of looking into that but it's it's going to be wild isn't it oh man and there's you know there's a lot of really good teams you know sometimes when you when you got this wide open tournament these teams aren't aren't you know they're not great I, that's not the not the way it is this year there's a lot of good teams that can just beat anybody it's crazy it really is yeah it's it's out of control where we're at right now this is yeah. going to be a crazy tournament good luck with your brackets it's always um, hard this week or this year could be oh it's gonna be awful extremely, <laughs> extremely difficult yeah there's no doubt that's that's gonna be march madness is gonna be just that it's gonna be madness i i think these conference tournaments coming up uh, uh next week will be yeah I don't know. I think because there's there's gonna be a lot of teams that need wins to play Indeed. in, or you know, seeding is gonna matter a lot. How you do in these tournaments are gonna matter. I think it's gonna start next weekend and really be wild. Yeah, and there's gonna be some good teams not get in. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you know you really can't say that, but there's some like the Big East. There's some somebody's gonna get knocked out of that league that really needs to be be in there. And uh, a lot's going to depend on these lesser conferences. Does the right team win? Uh, same with any of the conferences. Let's say somebody comes out of the blue and wins the tournament that wasn't going to get in. That's going to knock somebody out that was going to get in. So it's going to be fascinating to watch. And it's yeah, that's starts yeah. this week. Starts yeah. this weekend. That's right. Yeah, the, the some of the lesser ones will play this weekend, and then they'll finish up next week before – the big tournament. But before we get into full-fledged basketball, we got to talk about the racing because there was yeah. something that, you know, we talked about it on the show Thursday. We talked about the honeybee and the rebel. Couldn't have been two more opposite endings. The honeybee gets the favorite home. Uh, we'll talk about her in a minute and what that means uh, for Dwayne Lucas and for the Derby Trail, perhaps. But let's talk about the rebel first. 75 to 1, Unoho. And if you're unfamiliar, Unoho means one eye. That's right. The horse has one eye. Comes home on the rail for Ramon Vasquez to win the Rebel at, like I said, 75 to 1. And a massive, massive upset. What did you think about the Rebel? 
Well, you know, as I tweeted out, and I didn't mean anything derogatory because I consider myself a horse player too. But when it's 75 one to wins, we always think the race sucks, don't we? We just do. It's just, oh, it's a crappy race. 75 to one uh, came in, and it probably was. It probably was a weak field. Uh, did you even give that horse any consideration when you were – me neither. I never no. even looked at it. <laughs> I saw the name and thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. And I didn't, that's the only thing I that's the only thing I remember about the horse when I was looking at it, looking at the uh, lines and everything, and, and and handicapping it. What what was the morning line? Probably thirty to one. On, uh, I think on... he's twenty or thirty to one. Yeah, I mean we're talking about a horse that has lost races at Delta Downs, and not yeah. you know just it's just crazy. The horse couldn't couldn't pick up a win. You know, last time out ran in a Kentucky Derby prep prep race that was the Withers at Aqueduct got beat four links and the winner of that race came back to get a 78 buyer speed figure. So it's not like that yeah. came home a really fast race. So no. it's a shock. It's a total shock. Uh, I don't ever remember a 75 to one winner at Oakland in a big race. Uh -uh. What was win Willie that day? Like 50 to one. It was 56 it? to one when yeah. Willie was. Yeah. When he won the 2009 rebel stakes and uh, it, he was just a shocking without any doubt. Uh, yeah, this horse. Incredible. And, you know, we'll talk about the coach full-fledged here in just a second, but Dwayne Lucas has this horse won, it looks like, with Ethereal oh, Road, who was a logical long shot. And, yeah. you know, he kind of – he rounded the corner, he put it to Newgrange, and he put him away, and, boy, did he just hang in the stretch and almost lost second as well. Barbara Road closes up the third. So were you like me? Did you think, you think Lucas had this? Well, you know, I know who – I knew who won before I watched the race. I didn't get to see it live. Uh, I was chasing the Missouri Southern girls. What not, let me rephrase that. I was watching Missouri Southern girls play basketball. Right. And I was on the road, but anyway, so I knew who had won, but if I didn't know who had won, I thought the horse had it. So I thought, did I read this wrong? Did I read wrong? Who won? So I had to go back and look, but anyway, do you think maybe that horse snuck up on the rail on it? Yeah, there's no doubt, and I, I think uh, I think what happened with Ethereal Road is I think, you know, Luis Contreras rode that horse like, okay, I have to beat Newgrange, and then so he moved on him early to put the pressure on him on the turn, and then when he put him away, I, I think it was kind of like, we've got this, and then, yeah, that horse snuck up a little bit. He definitely, uh, Ethereal did, did hang a little bit. Um, I think he's the best horse coming out of that race. I really do. I think I think they'll time that ride a little bit better yeah. uh, next time out. If he if he's kind of ridden like he was in his maiden, I think he would have won that. So yeah, um, he was impressive. Yeah, tough loss. He should have had it. He really should have yeah. had it. So um, it was a it was just a really really bizarre race. I mean, it was the field was weak, yeah. and I don't think there's any doubt about that. And uh, now, wouldn't you think for the Arkansas Derby, you're going to have some shooters in there that probably can win? Aren't you going to think you're going to get a better field? Wouldn't you think? You have to get a better field, but if you go through the horses that are likely to ship in, there's really not a lot of horses that are likely to ship in that are, are have really established themselves. Now, a big round of preps coming up on Saturday. We'll probably touch on those a little bit on the Thursday show because it's such another huge, huge day of racing. But Listen, to get into that, and, uh, well, first of all, we'll, we'll, we'll throw Mark's comment up here. 
Uh, I know Aqueduct is a slow track, but the horse ran 156 for nine furlongs. The tortoise beat the slow hares. Yeah, exactly. Uh, another thing that really makes horse racing tough and, and frustrating, Newgrange, who I singled. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, the race got an 84 buyer. The winner, Unojo, got an, Oho got terrible. an 84 buyer. It's a terrible buyer. Newgrange could run that backwards. He just couldn't run it when he doesn't fire at all. So it, Newgrange was certainly the right pick, just did not show up whatsoever. He got an 89 buyer for the Southwest in a race he didn't run very well. He theoretically runs an 89 buyer in the Rebel. He wins by multiple. He wins. Races. Yeah. And that, that, it is what makes it tough. And once again, you don't know why he didn't run. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's a, he's an animal. He, he got a better trip than he did in the Southwest, for sure. He was stocking the pace right there. He looked like he was traveling better and just had nothing when they no. took her home. So I thought he had it. Yeah. You know, if I hadn't known who won, it looked like he was going to smoke him. I yeah, off the backside, we were very confident. We were all live in our pick fives, and uh, I, I thought we were into the last race. I was very confident. I had three horses in the last, and of course, one of them won. So, uh, <laughs> But I was confident that New Grange was win, because the, the last race was an Archie bread, and sometimes those are tough. There were three horses to me that really stood out. Now, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, sometimes you feel that way, and it doesn't work out. But anyway, uh, yeah, so it was it was it was troubling to see. I'm glad in a way for my bets that the Lucas horse got beat because he was, you know, second, third choice for me could have gotten to him. So, but I never would have played the winner. Never. Yeah, definitely. Oh God, no, no. Yeah. If you're like me and, and, and I know you're, you're much better at it than I am. When I'm in a field of horses with 11 in it and I see 20 to one, 30 to one, I don't even look at them. I mean, I just don't. I look at them, but I, I don't, I, you know, it's just like I just couldn't make a case for that one. I just, well, how could no you? Way. Yeah. Um, you the trainer, yeah, I'm sure you have, but I, I never, yeah. I've, I, okay, but here's the deal I've heard about him. Obviously, I know who he is, but I don't know that much about him. And for me to say that showed you that he's pretty unknown. Well, wasn't that his first graded stage? Yes. Win? Yeah. Win? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I put it this way. I, I've seen his, I, you know, obviously see his horses in the entry box and I've oh. handicapped him. And I know a little bit about, you know, uh, kind of the type of horses that he has. If he walked in my house, I wouldn't know who it was, though, you no. know, and that's very rare for me. But I, I, I wouldn't. Um, it wasn't the jockey kind of a, I, I can't remember. Well, Ramon Vasquez. The, oh, the, Ramon. That's right. That's yeah. Right. And that I love that for him. I love that for him. I think Ramon is one of the top riders at Oakland in that local colony for sure. Oh, I do too. And, and he's underrated. Yeah, he and that, is. And that may have been his biggest win ever. I'm trying to think back. He's won a few stakes. I, I don't think he's won one the caliber of the Rebel. I would really have to think about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, he uh, he's you know got got himself a Derby mount. You would think you would think they would keep him yeah, on the horse. You never know. No. But uh, cool hundred thousand or sixty thousand dollars for him too. Yeah, exactly. And Mark is right. The good thing about uh, Unoho uh, making the Kentucky Derby is he'll take money for having one eye. And that's just it, right? Like Patch was a horse that had no chance to win, but he had one eye and he took blind money. So that's always good. Um, Let's talk about, though, you you, you mentioned the Derby's got to have a better feel of talking about the Arkansas Derby. Well, there's one way to make it immediately better, and that is to throw the Philly secret oath into the race. The, the coach, Dwayne Lucas, has a great horse here. 
Secret Oath dominates the Honeybee. It's her third straight dominant win in a row at Oakland. And let me tell you something. This Billy is really, really, really good. Uh, we'll see what happens next. But before we talk about if she's going to take on the boys, man, what did you think of the Honeybee? Well, she had trouble too. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, that's. I'm glad you said it. I'll jump in and then you can go back. If you really want to see me about lose my mind, I don't know if you watched this. There, uh, the live reaction video of uh, the honeybee stakes. It's up on our YouTube page. I was about ready to just throw my computer when I saw him run up on the heels of horses. But go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I thought what's going on here? Of course, she mm -hmm. had texted me, and I knew he had won, or she had won. But uh, yeah, had trouble. This is going to be interesting to me. Now, we know D. Wayne about as well as anybody. We, we follow him. And he likes these young writers. Mm -hmm. I've heard him say before, ah, them old, those old guys don't pay any attention to what I tell them to do. And these young guys will. Is he going to keep, is he going to keep him? I don't know. It's going to be a tough decision, don't you think? He he sung his praises after the race. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I I had a friend text me said, ah, the only thing I'm worried about is Contreras. I said, if Lucas thinks it's a problem, he'll take care of it. Yeah. So if he doesn't think it's a problem, I'm not going to worry about it too much. I thought it was funny. He, I'm assuming they pronounce it Luis, wouldn't you? Yeah, he call him Lewis. He calls yeah. him Lewis. <laughs> That was hilarious. I yeah. don't know if I'm wrong. I don't know. But I was just kind of wondering that. Uh, I've heard, I, you know, he's been around a little bit and, and I've seen him ride before. I mean, it's not like he's a rookie, but I guarantee you that's these races are probably the biggest ones he's been in. Yeah. For and, no question. You know, he, he's the one that found Louis Saez. Louis Saez. He's yep. the one that found him. So just a real quick backstory on that. And not a lot of people re remember this or know it like this. Luis Saez was not a really heralded jockey. He put Luis Saez on will take charge for the Travers and he won. And then all of a sudden Luis Saez ha was, had arrived and uh, he had a pretty good meet at, at Saratoga that year. But I remember, you know, the coach after the rebel, he said, I've been watching this kid and he can really, really ride. Yeah. And we put him on there. And even though he had Junior Alvarado on him uh, in the gym dandy, got a good second, he still replaced it, uh, replaced Junior and put on uh, Luis Saez. And who knows? The, the, it was a nose victory. It could have made the difference. And, and lo and behold, Luis Saez becomes one of the best jockeys in the country. So I know. people really don't give Lucas enough credit for stuff like this. Um, no. uh, so and it, that's, that's when he made the quote. Oh, I can get these other guys to ride, but they don't pay no attention to what I tell them. These young guys do. That's they right. Do, not do what I tell them to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he said that, but anyway. And Mark says, hey, when you're 86, you're going to forget names, medications, et cetera. And let's listen. This guy's 86 years old on the back of a horse every morning. It's incredible. You never can count this guy out. I said, on the, I said count him out when he's dead. That's the only time you're going to be accurate with it. I mean – this guy's been counted out so many times, and he just keeps coming up with these horses. Uh, Jason says, you guys know D-Wayne well. You know he doesn't give an F what anybody thinks. He's going to do it his way. Um, Absolutely. And to that point, because it's D-Wayne Lucas and because she has been so dominant, here we go. Will she take on the boys in the Arkansas Derby next out, Papa Dude? Well, another thing I want to make a comment about sure. D-Wayne, the only reason he's not winning 
like he always did is because there's a bias against older trainers mm-hmm. and he's stuck in his ways. He's going to do it his way. And he doesn't have the clients he had. Yep. He doesn't have, you give him the horses Baffert gets, he's going to win just as many damn races as Baffert. Yeah. If not more. Yeah. He's, he, <laughs> he's forgot more about training a horse than most people will ever know. Absolutely. And, and sure. He slipped a little bit. He, he can't remember names but he knows what a damned horse is. I'll tell you that for sure. He can train one and he's got one. Now, you know, I, I listen to him a lot as do you. And uh, I thought Nancy Holtis did a great job interviewing him. She, uh, it was a special thing. If you haven't seen it. Yeah. Nancy did a great job. They, they're very close. So they are. Anyway, she worships him and uh, she was crying. She yeah. Was it was so special. Yeah. Cause most of us, no, you know, he's he's not going to be around forever. Well, but, you know, every time he, he does this, we'll, we'll take charge or take charge Brandy or Bravazo or Oxbow. And I'm like, oh, this is it. This is the last yeah. one. Yeah. And here we sit again. But anyway, go on. What's he had? It's been like two years before he had he, he hadn't anything the last two years. Yeah. Two or three years. He's been pretty bad. Oh, yeah. it's awful. I mean, I feel bad for him sometimes because yeah. this is a guy that's been at the top. He's out here with these damn donkeys uh, going against you know, horses, but what's he do? He's still fighting it. And he still thinks he can win every daggum race. He puts a horse in and he's yep. got shit. And now he's got a, a special that's come out of nowhere. And, uh, I can't read him. I couldn't tell in that interview what he was thinking. I kind of lean towards him, not putting the horse in the Arkansas Derby. What, what do you think, Aaron? I think the presence of the Colt and how the Colt ran at Thrill Road in the in the Rebel complicates things. I do if too. He's, if he's eighth in the in the Rebel, then it's like, yeah, I'm putting the Philly in. But yeah. with Lucas, if he's got a runner already, it does help. Now he will run two uh, against each other in the Rebel in 2013. He ran will take charge and Oxbow against each other, so that won't stop him. Um, I think what he's, he said some very intelligent things. He, he said after the race, he said, it's, it's not so much what she tells us to do next time out. It's what these Colts tell us to do in the rebel coming yeah. up later. I'm going to tell you a little story about a guy, uh, about him. He scouts the country better than anybody I know. Um, I was, I was on the backside of Oak Lawn and he was sitting on his horse kind of by the stand where you watch workouts. And uh, some guy said uh, uh, it was it was 2014 Kentucky Derby, uh, four weeks before. And some guy said, boy, Wayne, I bet you wish you had a three-year-old to throw up there against that loser from California. He, there's no way he's going to win. And he was talking, the guy was talking about California Chrome. And, and Lucas says, well, I don't know how you handicap, but there ain't nobody going to beat that horse in Kentucky. <laughs> and the guy goes, really? And he goes, so have you been paying attention to these races? He's head and shoulders above anything that's out there right now. And of yeah. course, California Chrome almost wins the Triple Crown, wins the Derby yeah. and and the uh, Preakness. So he knows what's going on. He knows these horses at Oakland aren't very good. I think it's yeah. a matter of who ships in. If there's a really really nice horse that ships in, he may stay away and get the fantasy. If there isn't, if it's a rebel like field, I'll be shocked if she's not in it. Oh, I will be too. If the field is weak. And the other thing is, there's a there's two or three weeks till that race, and this this uh, colt that ran so well in the Rebel has two or three more weeks to improve. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think he'll run them both. 
I, I at the same race. I he might, but I don't think he would think he would like to win both races, the fantasy and the and that, you know. The old D Wayne would put one in the bluegrass and one in the Arkansas Derby. That's what he used to do. <laughs> yeah, that's what he would do, but I don't think so. Another the other factor, and he said oh, he's gonna have to work on the owners because I, I think the owners who have been great owners for him for a long, long time. I think they want to go the conservative route. If you read between the lines, I don't know that for sure, but yeah. he, he kind of made the comment, I'm going to have to do some talking to them and, and you know, sort of without saying, and I'm going to have to convince them to do it. So. Yeah. And, and, and he, we might, you know, we might think he's greedy and all that. He's not, he's going to do what he thinks is best for the horse. Mm-hmm. And he might go the Kentucky Oaks route and then put that horse in the Preakness. There's a possibility he might do that. A lot of talk on Twitter today from Real Dynasty's uh, Vinnie Blonde about that. About, uh, you know, hey, maybe he goes the Oaks route, and then if she runs well enough, she wins the Oaks, then go to the Preakness. Uh, it's possible. Uh, that's that's definitely possible as well. Like Jason says, look up horseman in the dictionary and his picture you're going to see. That's yeah, I wish, Darren, I wish we had a commercial where we'd had a break here and I could find that coffee table book you bought me. Yeah, yeah. You, you've got it too. Uh, there's, And I just like to read a couple of quotes from this guy. <laughs> uh, some of the things make so much sense that he says. Yeah. And uh I, I wish I could, because I mean, they're classics. I, I sit and every once in a while, I find that book and read something that, that, that he said, you know, that makes so, so much sense. But, but what a guy. And yep. love it if he, if he got, if he has another champion. I, the thing that bothers me is how strong are these fields? I just don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything in those fields that are, have challenged her. But listen, I, I've I've been around horse horse racing for long enough to know when one is, you know, yeah. the, no matter what she's beating, if they're if they can go up to the next level or not, she has all the signs. When she runs on the backstretch, you know the race is over. Like she is tugging and wanting to go oh, into the horses. It's crazy. Well, you can tell. I think you you you're. Heck of a lot better than I am at it. But when a horse leaves other horses in the dust, Mm -hmm. like this one does, and doesn't even look like she's running hard, and she's killing them, it's it's pretty special. It's like Rachel Alexander used to do. And it's pretty special. And she looks like the real deal. Yeah. And it's exciting. It is exciting. Uh, Gabby Gaudet went and visited her after the race and said she's almost 17 hands. So she's a tall filly and she looks it on the screen. Like I said, I'll definitely, we'll, we'll be seeing her uh, before this. Meet yeah. Time. We're going to have to get down there because yeah, but this, I, you got to see, you know, the last thing with her, the way she rallied. Wow. The way she rallied up that rail and just shot right through it. Oh no! And I think uh, I think the announcer, I think Vic, the announcer, was worried about her. I thought he, I, the way he acted, I think he thought, "Oh my God, she's not going to make it today." Once again, and Mark Mark alluded to it. I laughed when Aaron got ticked and said five other horses. We found traffic. I was freaking out, and I was you half were. a second from from being very entertaining on YouTube. And then, but the whole time, it's like she, she was like, "Just, just let her go." Like she wants to go dominate these horses. Um, and, and then bam, she shot that rail and went ahead. And I, I was like, oh, this is awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I, I had so much fun watching her. Um, oh, I just hope she continues because it, it, it's, we need this right now. Yeah. Tracy needs a star. They need a star. They need a bed. And I, I'm not following the three-year-olds like you, but it doesn't seem like there's much out there. Epicenter, I guess, is pretty good. Yeah. Is he probably the best right now of the Colts? I mean, we're going to find out a lot more this weekend. But going into this weekend, he's certainly top two or three. So you um, don't think Asmussen would bring him to Oakland? He wouldn't. He'll no, run, he'll no run chance. He'll be, he'll be at fairgrounds. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, and Mark Mark brought up. I don't think she's Rachel Alexandra, but it does. Her races have looked like it so far. Yeah, yeah. So, Mark, but make another great comment uh, up here. This one, I love, I love it. Um, yeah. He is that way. Um, he got a horse. He runs it. Yeah. They run if they're healthy. They run them. That's what you're supposed to do, you know. <laughs> and it's kind of like we do in major league baseball. Now we baby these damn pitchers yeah. and we can only throw like 110 pitches and most of them blow their arm out. Well, yeah. I wonder why yeah. as we baby the shit out of them, we yeah. start these pitch counts in high school and they throw 75 pitches and they have to come out of the game. I, that's why I don't watch baseball anymore. I can't stand it. You got a two to nothing lead going into the seventh inning and you take your damn pitcher out and he's throwing a shutout. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. Three to two. I, I know. I, it's ridiculous. That's it's why ridiculous. I don't really enjoy baseball either. Uh, I yeah. like pitching. And, uh, I do too. You got That's a, guy, a different story. You got a guy shutting somebody out. You don't take him out. No, no. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy stuff. Uh, let's say Sidney Matthews is worried about the rail too. Yeah. it's, a, it's You know, with a, with a young horse, sometimes oh, yeah. they might get spooked. Sometimes they'll get there and they don't really want to go through. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> she said, get out of my way. <laughs> so. Yeah, no. I know. Then the other cool thing, the absent-minded situation, uh, you know, the, the, the dam of that horse. You and I both, I think, could say, really, we had so much fun watching her year after year at Oakland. Really drove our, at least me, my, like, passion for the game and Are you talking about uh, absent-minded the oh the yeah was, i mean just... well i was going to mention last week aaron and, and we kind of got away from it there was a horse right there mm-hmm. if d wayne and and this is if i mean d wayne puts these horses above what they really are you know when you're a breed, lot of times yeah. yeah and he was his best filly she was his best filly yeah if if he had run her at a little bit lower levels, there's no telling how many races that horse would have won. Well, she would win the lower she would win the lower races at Oakland almost every year, and you'd be like, okay, this is the year she'll be able to win like the Apple Blossom or the Azari, and then here would come you know Habit of Grace, and it's like, oh, oh yeah. gosh, she can't beat Habit of Grace, you know, Blind Luck and those horses. I mean, she couldn't she couldn't beat him. She was she was really really good. And then by Arrogate, a horse that unfortunately passed away, but he was at his that was a good horse. Was incredible. Yeah. And uh, we had a comment before we got on the air. I don't know if you're still listening, but he said it's kind of cool the Arrogate Gunrunner rivalry. And of course, they had yeah. they had their 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 rivalry on the track. Now it could happen the Kentucky Oaks with Echo Zulu, who is a gunrunner, and obviously uh, Secret Oath at, with Arrogate. So that's kind of cool too. Yeah, they're headed on a collision course. That's for sure. Yep. That, that Echo Zulu is pretty good, too. So that's uh, down the road, let's hope. But, uh, you know, D. Wayne's another guy. I guess if 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 you own the horse, he's going to win you money. You don't win very many races. Remember Bravazo? What did he win, like two times? He's a millionaire? Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> he, 
D Wayne, he definitely subscribes to the theory of you got to be in it to win it, and yeah. they're only three years old once, so give yeah. them chances, you know. Yeah. And it goes back to what Mark says that old school mentality. You know, Bravazo ran in the in the Derby, and and that was Justify's year. And a lot of people were like, "No, there's no way I'm going to the Preakness to take on that horse." Yeah. And D Wayne was, "Yeah, we'll be there." And he, he ran you know him what? all three. He ran him in all all three of the races. If and I was he there. almost ruined a Triple Crown. Bravazo almost got him. And if that yep. was two or three jumps later, he would have got him. Didn't he take him to Saudi Arabia? I think he the plan. No, the plan was he was going to do it, and yeah, okay. I think Bravazo got a little bit of a, something wrong with a little injury yeah. of some sort. He didn't end up taking. But it. he was in so many big races that he and he finished yeah. second and third a couple of them. There you go. You got you a millionaire right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know the the the, the last uh, Preakness he won with Oxbow. Oxbow was well beaten uh, in the in the Kentucky Derby. Didn't run bad, but you know not most trainers wouldn't be motivated to bring him back to the Preakness. He takes him back to the Preakness. He's a big price. He goes gate to wire, and he was never threatened that day. He was a winner the whole way around the track. And a matter of fact, I, I mean, I was so damn nervous down the stretch that I was jumping up and down on the couch, even though I knew there's no way this horse is going to get passed. Yeah. So there you go. That was another horse, uh, small, mm -hmm. small horse, full of guts. Yep. You know, he, he was a gutty horse. <laughs> he was. And he's another one. He ran him all the time and yeah. he just showed up. Yeah, the horse got second at the Belmont as well. Yeah, yeah it was a great horse. Great yeah, horse. and like I said, almost got that. Man, wouldn't it have been something if he got the Rebel and the Honeybee? Almost got it. Yeah, and it's crazy. At, at, 80, at 86. Uh, at 86 years old, Dwayne Lucas almost won both and exits those two races with undoubtedly the best Philly, three-year-old Philly on the grounds at Oakland. And probably the best three-year-old male on the grounds at Oakland. Probably. That may not be saying much, but he probably yeah. is at this moment. At this moment, yeah. It's crazy. Incredible. Yep, it is incredible. All right, we've done enough uh, racing. I just, I was overly excited. I, well, it was, it was, uh, when you texted me, I was at the ball game, and uh, and it was super exciting. I, 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 it was just, it was, I was, I was so happy. Was you know, so nervous. I was nervous. I just. I just kept thinking, oh, God, I hope it doesn't fail. I hope she comes through, you know. Yeah, yeah. City says, love Lucas. I've been a fan since I was 13. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I, I'm with you. Good, 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 good guy. And Jared and I, it's funny, Jared and I felt the exact same way. And I think, like, Magic and, and Samich were kind of, they were really rooting for her, but they didn't have that, oh, yeah. if she loses, it's going to ruin my day. When she won, Jared and I were talking, he's like, that, that just – there's just like I don't know, just that pressure on your on your chest of oh, if she loses, that's gonna I don't whatever whatever happens, that's gonna ruin our day, you know. And then when she won, it's like, well, no matter what happens, that she got home, so that was good. yeah. Mark, before we get into basketball, Mark, so we got a comment on that. <laughs> that's right. I've been way I was gonna save it, Mark, but how about this? Jordan Bennington, Bennington shuts out Colorado, or excuse me, Chicago. Little difference, a little bit of difference there. Also beat uh, Philadelphia a few days ago. Mark, Papa Dude, Jordan Bennington has stopped fifty-five Listen, of his last fifty-six shots faced. I'm not going to sit here and say that that we don't need him because we do. Uh, if we can get him and Huso both going, uh, and, and we do right now, I don't think there's any question that the Blues need Bennington. I really think if they're going to go all the way they've got to have him 
playing well. And between the two of them, that's a pretty good combo right now. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Huso's been great, and he's a good backup plan. But I'm going to tell you, if we're going to win the Cup, you two haters better get on Bennington's side. Oh, he's I, the one that can I'm win the Cup. I've said all along, they got to get their goalie situation straightened out. Yeah. And that meant he's got to get going. Yeah. And he looks like he's turning it around when we need him. I'm going to make a stupid comment. I'm not saying they're going to win the Stanley Cup. I think it's a better team than the team that won the Stanley Cup. I really do. I think we're better. I do. Funny, Mike Samich and I talk about the Blues a lot as well, and we talk with Magic a lot, and we agree. We think this team has more talent and is a better team that won the Cup um, in 19. But like I said, that, that the big thing, who really, really – when the chips were down, who won the Cup for the Blues that year? Yeah. It was Bennington. He, I know. He was and, able to and there's so many. Uh, there's so many things that have to happen. But yeah. this team, top to bottom, maybe a little bit weaker on the back line. Maybe. Yep. Not quite as good, I think, on the back line because you don't have uh, Petrangelo and I, the guy that I can't ever think of his name that had the heart problem. What was his name? Oh, Joe, J. Bill, J. Bill Meester. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have those two. And I'm telling you, Bo Meester was fantastic in the playoffs. Petrangelo was unbelievable in the final uh, round. Don't have those two. I'm not sure we're good enough on the back, but we've got scoring from so many people. You know, we don't have that dominant score, but when you got Cairo and you got uh, Teresinko and you got Saad and you got Perron and you got Shin. Mm-hmm. And you got O'Reilly, and that Thomas is playing out of his mind, and then uh, that Bushavius or whatever his name is. I wish they get some guys that can pronounce their name. <laughs> hey, he's good. He's very good. Solid, solid team. If this goaltending, if we get Bennington playing again, pretty exciting stuff. It really is. Yeah. Oh, it's very, very, very excited. I, 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 I am, am over the moon about him. And like I said, the the key to winning the whole thing. I just think the best path is Bennington playing well. I mean, who so? Maybe he could jump up and do the same, but I think your most likely option for them to go all the way is Bennington get back. Uh, quick question before we move on to basketball. Will they make any trades in the next three weeks? What do you think? you think they make any trades? That's a great question. Um, See, yeah. I'm with you. I think of – and listen, there's two things that everybody always wants, a scoring forward and a physical defenseman, right? <laughs> so <laughs> – I think we need a physical defenseman. It's not like they grow those on trees. And when I say physical defenseman, I mean a guy that can shut you down. Well, and who are you, you going to give up to get somebody? You know, who are you going to give up? Yeah, That's the problem that I see. Is there anybody – I've heard Sunquist has been thrown out there as maybe a trade for a defenseman. I would be shocked if they trade him. I, I think Baruby loves Sunquist. I, I do too. I, would be I don't think they make trades. I don't. I really don't. Unless they've got some draft picks, and I think they've used a lot of them up. Maybe a young kid coming up they could yeah. throw in, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I think Oscar Sunquist was a big reason why they won in 19-2. Well, it, it was. Quite fantastic. So well, I don't think they'll I don't think they'll trade him. Um I don't know. I, I think they'll stay. I think they'll stay right where they're at. As long as they don't trade number ninety-one, I don't really. Care. <laughs> I'm not going to trade him. He's rebounded big year. Um, yeah, it's, uh, San Diego State at Wyoming. Yes, that's going to be a great game tonight, Mark. Eight o'clock. That's my uh, 
uh, best bet of the night, Mark. Come on, Cowboys. Yeah, I picked them too. I picked them too. I think it's two points or something like that. Uh, (laughs) I love Sonny. Great locker room guy. Hideous looking, but bright personality. Yeah, he needs to go to the dentist and get some dental surgery. (laughs) I I love his grittiness. Oh, he's a heck of a player. And he just, yeah, he is. He's a, he's a very, very good player. All right, let's move on to the basketball. It's like we said, the top six teams go down. It started, well, I guess it ended, actually. This game yeah. was the last game of the night. Gonzaga, number one in the country, gets beat to St. Mary's. Um, Gonzaga couldn't score. That That's the summary of it. They had 21 points at the half. I couldn't believe it. They made me look like a fool. Mm-hmm. On their Thursdays, I said, nah, no way. Because I'd seen St. Mary's, and they're good. St. Mary's aren't – that's a good team. But I saw them play a couple of games where they didn't score much and struggled with teams a lot worse than Gonzaga. And it just shows you, you have a night when you can't hit the basket, you're going to get your butt beat. And they just didn't have it. And uh, it's probably probably good for them to get beat. It probably won't hurt them. Yeah, but, I think they're still number one in the country, actually, because these other six teams <laughs> lost behind them. So. Yeah, I think they pretty much just kept them right up in there, all six of them, except they moved Duke up to – yeah. yeah, Duke and Baylor moved up a little bit. Yeah, uh, Arizona. Oh. I mean, this <laughs> this okay. is the worst one. This is my team. They're up at the half, and I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. I literally turn it back over, and they're down double digits. And well, I'm look, like, what the hell? By, they got a score by 21 points. I was so mad. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. I, I. Absolutely couldn't either because Colorado on Thursday night got killed by Arizona State, lost by 17 to a team that's won 11 games. And then Arizona goes in there and they drug them. Yeah. I know. Crazy. 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 Like Mark said, uh, you know, St. Mary's needed that one. They had a lot more to play for. That's true. Could have been. And then uh, Magic Carrots, <laughs> welcome to the show, Magic Carrots. Yeah, it chimes in and says, Gonzaga's typical pre-conference tournament loss before the West Coast Conference. Uh, Sounds tournament. like a Gonzaga uh, groupie there, or Gonzaga fan of some kind. Yeah. Okay. Or he watches them a lot. Why? Because his name is Magic Carrots? I don't get no, it. No, he knows about Gonzaga. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's true. All right, we'll move on. This one was not surprising. I actually picked no. Tennessee. We picked Tennessee on the show. 67-62. You said it. If the game gets close, Auburn will not win. Now, I didn't watch any of it, did you? I, I watched a little bit of it. There really wasn't any coaching gaffes in this. Tennessee okay. just kind of, you know, they got I just pulled ahead late and won it. Um, but, no, there wasn't anything. I don't blame that one on the coach. I think Tennessee's a damn good team. Yeah, they are. Is the and they're playing really well. Right yes, now. and they're tough to beat at home, almost mm-hmm. impossible. This yeah. one really surprised us. I mean, yeah. listen, we hate Michigan State. Not Don't hate them, but we just don't like them as a basketball team this year. We don't think they're great. Ah, well, they beat number four Purdue, 68-65. to 65. This was a Michigan State slugfest type of game. Yeah, but they haven't been doing that. No. And I don't know. Okay, I tweeted last night. If you bet the Big Ten, you're going to get your butt kicked. Yep. And that's what's happening. It's impossible. Um, the Big East is very tough to bet too, but I'm getting those right. But the big, the Big Ten, okay, like Ohio State, they came out of it the other night and beat somebody. Out of, oh, it was Rutgers, I think, at Rutgers, I believe. I don't know for sure. I get them all. I get them all mixed up. But they won a big game the other night, and then what did they do last night? 
They go to Maryland and just get slaughtered. Yep. So I can't figure them out. I can't figure Michigan State out. Purdue lets me down more than I get them right. And it's a tough league. It's a tough league to bet right now. It really is. Yeah. It's it's almost impossible. Yeah. I, I've gotten now where I pick the opposite. That's uh, if I, I think a team's going to win, I pick the other one. Yeah. I can't get them right. And I've done very well with college basketball, but you're the, except for the big, the big 10. Yeah. I just, every night I'm like, how did that happen? Like, what the hell? I, it's it's no. just been crazy. It's tough. Um, this, this league also, I get it wrong a lot. The very difficult league. <laughs> I'm sick of the big 12. At Baylor beats Kansas 80 to 70. This wasn't surprising really, no. but um. You know, Baylor hadn't been playing that well. I mean, they had started to turn around lately, but mm-hmm. I was shocked they beat them by 10. Well, especially when it was like 26 to 11. Kansas. Yeah, early I in the know. So and mad. it looked like a blowout. Yeah. And uh, better watch Baylor. They're starting to come on. Guess what, though? They got to go to Texas tonight. That'll be a toughie. So now, flat yeah. out, I have no idea who to pick in that game. So, nope. Uh, Neither I picked Baylor because I hate Texas. Yeah, there you go. Hard to win on the road in the Big Ten. Mackey Man 13 says, oh, I, I agree, and I, the same way with the Big 12. It's hard to win on the road anywhere. That's true, yeah. as You know where it's really hard to win? Bud Walton Arena in Fayetteville, Arkansas. <laughs> I believe it. The bus saw continues. Arkansas 75, Kentucky 73. This was just another great game down to the wire. Uh, Arkansas pulls away. A, I say pull away. They got – where it was comfortable late. They went at 75-73. I don't know. I think Arkansas is like a two or three seed, honestly. I don't think they'll give them that, but I think that's what they are. Where do they got them? They got them at a, a, a five. That's crazy hey. to me. Hey, they moved up to like 14 today. I, I don't get it. Like, what do they have to do? They're top 10. <laughs> Easy. They beat Kentucky. They beat Auburn. And they both, you know, when I said the AP was full of shit in football, they're even worse in basketball. Yeah. I mean, sure, they didn't play well early in the season. It doesn't matter. They're playing great right now. And, they are uh, 23 and 6. All I know is they <laughs> went to Florida and beat Florida. Auburn went to Florida and got beat. And yeah. Auburn's 5 and Arkansas's 14. Yeah. Now, what, what kind of sense does that make? It makes none. They beat Kentucky. I know they beat them at home. It doesn't matter. They still yeah. beat them. And they're playing great. They're playing fantastic. Yeah. Now they got a toughie this week. Uh, golly. Oh, they got to go to Tennessee. Yeah. That will be, if they win there and they're not in the top 10, come on. If they win at Tennessee, we'll move them up to number 11. <laughs> I moved them all the way to eight, I think, today. Yeah, so they're, they're a top 10 team. I, I, I don't Right know. now they are. Yep. You know, rankings don't matter too much, though, when you've got. No, but you know what? seeding does and if you're yes. a five or a four here and there with a one you're gonna have to beat a number one seed which i don't think that matters a whole lot this year no i don't either i don't either uh all right where's ricky to analyze the effectiveness the effectiveness of the syracuse 2-3 zone against the dukies <laughs> duke 97 syracuse 72 syracuse they're going nowhere uh no i can analyze syracuse for you and they don't have any players. <laughs> no, they don't. Funny thing about basketball, if you don't have any players, you're going to get your ass beat. It's just that simple. And that 2-3 zone, if you're not long and big and, and, and good and can defend, 
it's just like any other defense. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> when you're out, man, it doesn't I'll work. I'll never yeah. forget a, a good good friend of mine that I coached with. And one, he had a really good team the year before. And uh, we were coaching junior high back in those days. And, and the year before he had, well, he had your brother's team. Mm-hmm. Remember how good they were. Oh, yeah. And they went undefeated. And uh, I'd had them the year before, and they went undefeated. And then they went undefeated again. Well, the team coming up behind them was terrible. So we're sitting there, and it's third game of the year, and he, and he's calling out all these plays that worked the year before, you know. And he turned around, and he looked at me, and goes, "Damn it, this doesn't work this year." <laughs> <laughs> and he was kidding around because he knew what he was doing, and he he knew why it didn't work. He, all these plays that just worked so good last year, they don't work this year. Yeah. And that's what fans and parents and people don't understand. Yeah. You know, it's it's the players that make you look good. Yeah. We'll talk about the Missouri Southern girls towards the end, and I'll give you another example. But anyway, just, uh, yeah, they're not as good. They're just not as good. Right, exactly. So this is something I didn't know. And Mark just chimes in. He says, side note, since you guys are fellow Missourians, did you know or did you hear the news about Lindenwood University uh, here in St. Charles? They're joining the Ohio Valley Conference Division One. And he says top 25 Murray State will soon be visiting St. Charles in future years. Wow. I didn't know that, Mark. Uh, we've watched, we being Papa Dude and I have watched Lindenwood before down here at Missouri Southern. Yeah, I, in fact, I was wondering where they were because they're not in the conference anymore. They used right. to be in the uh, MIAA, which is where our team plays, and they used to be pretty darn good, mm-hmm. and they disappeared. So, yeah, I mean, God, I can't believe, that is a huge jump. That's a big time jump. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I did not know that. I didn't know that. So that's interesting. That's I that's that's news I didn't think I would hear tonight. Um, here's a question. If South Dakota State loses in the Summit League conference, do they still get in the dance? What are you what are your thoughts on that? Well, I heard the uh, guru himself, Joe Lenardi, the other night say no. Okay. I think that's a crime. Uh they're 27 and something. Uh, two, I think, they've beat – no, they're 27 and four. They've beat teams in the uh, big dance before. How can you keep a team out that's won 27 games? I don't care who you play. Does your article – we're going to do the article. Does it cover them? Let's see. Uh, no, I because they're not mentioned now to okay. get so, in. I, so, think, yeah, I, think, so, I think they do. You've got Summit League and you've just got the conference champ as being in uh, right now. Now, this is not this is your projection, not ex- not a, not exactly what you well, think. Well, I'm going right. to I base this off of CBS Sports, mm-hmm. and what they what they've done, because, quite frankly, I'm not smart enough to figure all this out. So I, I kind of cheated a little and kind of based it on it. I changed it around some. I thought they would get in. But everybody I'm t- that I'm listening to that kind of follows, you know, does this bracketology and all that, they say no. Yeah. You know, that league isn't awful. No. And no. I, I just feel like you win that many games, you should get in. I agree. I definitely agree. They should be in. And yeah, South uh, Mark says South Dakota State reminds me of Vermont. Vermont goes like 25 and 5 and they don't make yeah. it. They get beat. And, you know, that's what makes the pressure of these smaller conferences. Like how do the regular season doesn't mean much to them. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, 
I'm a huge Vermont supporter, so I'm, I'm yeah the Catamounts, and then you got I love Jack uh, South Coast State because they're the Jackrabbits. Yeah, that's a fantastic <laughs> mascot. <laughs> uh, Jason says with conferences like the ACC sucking this year, you really wish more of the majors would uh, get a chance to slip in the uh, you know other yeah. than just the conference tournament. We say so. that every year. Yeah. I know, I know. Um, soon we'll be seeing Mount Union. Tufts and NJIT in D1 soon with schools migrating to other conferences. Yeah, I think we're going to see the fall down, the trickle down effect. Um, so I, I agree there, Magic Carrots. I think I think that's fine. <laughs> it's, it's possible. Uh, Mackie Man says that he thinks that uh, South Dakota State will get in. He or she, I should say. Uh, they are 22 in KP, whatever that means. And the committee has been looking more and more at these advanced metrics. Okay, so uh what do you think i i don't i mean i think they get i think they got a shot yeah uh i think some things are gonna have to break their way you know if some of these kind of lesser teams in these uh, major com yeah. let's say they get beat right off uh the bat in their conference tournament and south dakota state makes it to the finals of theirs you know then then that could make it there's so many things that are going to happen between now and then yeah, that's why I think though that that tournament week uh, is going to be wild because it just seems like a ton of teams are right yeah. in there on that and, bubble. And, and their tournaments this week, and yeah. uh, their tournaments this week, not next week. Okay, all right. Uh, Magic Carrier says he sees Rutgers upsetting the Sweet Sixteen. I can see that. We we've, we've talked about Rutgers on the show a lot. Uh, I I kind of like them. They're sixteen and twelve. I don't think they're in. Well, that's it. They're they've got work to do. They're one yeah. that has work to do. Um, let's see, we can go through the rest of Well, let's go through one more upset here uh, and then we'll go through the rest fairly quick. Uh, TCU, I thought this was a huge win for them to beat Texas Tech 69 66. Uh, what, what about TCU? Are they in with this win? You think, according to what I read at two or three uh, different things today, they're in. Okay, we'll go back to this article now. And you, you for the Big 12, obviously, Baylor, Kansas, Texas, Texas, Texas Tech, Texas. Iowa State and TCU were the ones we've kind of debated on the show. Uh, you think what you've been seeing, they're both going to make it. Well, Iowa State's on a roll, mm -hmm. and they've got up to 20 wins now. So they're in. They're going to they're gonna make it unless uh, they lose their last three games. Then, then they could have some trouble. So yeah. uh, that's what I was reading today. I wasn't sure on TCU, but they've got them in. Hang on here. i got it written down somewhere. Okay. Uh, they got them as a nine. A nine. Well, that means they're kind of safely in. So, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, as we go through the scoreboard, I'll just kind of toggle back and forth when we get to one that I'm not sure on. Providence, obviously, they're in. They went they're on two. a they're very two. high seed. Uh, they yeah, win 72-51. What about Creighton? They're 19 and nine. They've got they them as a nine. Okay. Yeah, Creighton right here in the Big East. They. Think I felt like they were on the bubble. Uh, now they've got games this week that they could. Uh, they need to win them. Yeah. So. A nine, you're pretty safe, but not if you blow it, you know? Yeah, yeah. They, they still have to uh, uh, win, a, win a game or two this week. What about Xavier? Did, are they on the bubble? They got well? them as a 10. Okay. And that kind of shocked me because Xavier got beat uh, to Seton Hall after the Providence game, and you could see that coming. But they got Seton Hall in as an eight. So I think if Xavier can win this their last couple of games, they're going to make it. Okay, UCLA wins 94-55 of Oregon State, and then Wisconsin went to Rutgers. Like I said, Rutgers 16-12. and 12. Right now they are not listed uh, on this Big Ten uh, they're list. Not even, they're, at this moment, they're not even listed on the bubble. Okay. 
Indiana, so, Indiana, and Michigan, and I don't think Michigan's on the bubble. I think Michigan's out. Yeah, uh, Indiana's still on the bubble, and I, you know, they could still get in. Now, Indiana finishes up uh, the regular season at Purdue Saturday, and they got a fairly easy game. I can't remember who it is, but it's a game they should win uh, through the week. And then on the weekend, they play at Purdue. If they win that, I think they're in. Okay, let's move on to this because I think this is interesting. Obviously, USC, this is a great game, by the way. USC won this game kind of at the buzzer, uh, mm-hmm. kind of a last 20-second shot to go up and win this thing, 70-69. to 69. What about Oregon? I don't see them listed here. They're 18-11. They did beat UCLA twice. No Oregon in this Pac-12 list. I think if they beat USC, they would, be in, would have been in. They've got yeah. some terrible losses. Their record's not very good. They're not. So they're not 1801, they're 1811. Yeah. I'll have to fix that. But um, <laughs> they're not in. They're on the bubble. They're going to need some help. They, so, yeah, they could still get there. As you said, not out yet, but on live support, have to beat the Washington schools this weekend or it's curtains for the Ducks. So, That's right. now, uh, and here's another thing USC is 25 and four, and they have them as a six seed. That's kind of low for a 25-win team in a major conference. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that at all. I don't get that at all. They got UCLA as a five. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, the Pac-12 is not getting a lot of respect. No, and, the league isn't very good. Yeah, but sometimes that, that doesn't matter with them. They, they, they. That's true. They show up in the tournament. Um, all right. Hey, you said Murray State would struggle at Southeast well, Missouri yeah. State. They almost lost. They had to come from behind to win. They went 70 to 68. Okay. We talked about South Dakota State. If they lose, they're in trouble. There's no way Murray State's in trouble if they lose in the conference tournament, right? No, Joe Lenardi said they're in. They're so, in no matter what. Yeah, they've got them as an eight. Okay. They but see, here's lose. what could happen. If they lose the conference championship, that means another team is going to take a spot of one of these other lesser teams. So everybody on the bubble, everybody that's in those, you know, kind of in trouble, they're rooting their butt off for Murray State. That's one of those, you know, it's got to come through. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. The Texas, West Virginia, uh, you know, it's another one you thought it'd be close. 82-81, Texas almost lost. And then Alabama beats uh, South Carolina 90-71. to um yeah that's it that was all for the top 25 on saturday anything else you want to cover uh on this uh, article here with the with the uh, teams oh not really you know if if people are interested they can go through that and read it um most of those minor conferences are only going to get one team in i think it's very interesting that four mountain west teams are in four and i consider that not a kind of a mid-major really yeah, and they've got all four of them in, and uh, um, so I thought three would probably get there, but I'm not sure. I didn't think four would. Uh, the West Coast Conference has four now, but a couple of those are on the bubble. So I think BYU is pretty iffy. I think I could see them getting knocked out. So, so, but they've got them kind of seated there where they, where where they're in. It's going to be interesting. I'm telling you, these. I think that conference tournament's this weekend too. So, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah, that's the, the conference tournament. Very underrated week for me. I, I really like it. So, uh, Mark says he thinks four teams in the Mountain West Conference are very deserving. Uh, but a bias aside, 
it seems like these three for sure: Colorado State, Wyoming. Yeah. And, well, I would I would say all four. San Diego State is two. I they're pretty good, and uh, this is huge for them tonight. I think Wyoming's in regardless. If they could knock them off tonight in Wyoming, I think they're that was sew it up for them. But keep in mind, Fresno State's pretty good too. They're in that conference. UNLV's pretty good. They're in that conference. That's a good league. That's yeah. a good solid league. Uh, let's do this. Out of the bubble teams, you've got B- Miami, BYU, San Francisco, Creighton, SMU, San Diego State, Florida, Memphis, Indiana, Oregon, and VCU. Um, out of those teams, mm-hmm. somebody's going to make it, obviously. A few of these are going to make it. I think who, so. Who is the most likely out of this group to not only pull a day one upset, but maybe even a day two or around. Oh, God, that's pretty hard. Uh, I know, but who, well, who, out of this group, like, who do you like? Who's like, yeah, they're probably, if they get in, they're going to be a tough out. Oh, man. Um, well, I don't think SMU's got a chance to get in. So I don't okay. like, I tell you, I'm not, I don't know why VCU's not in. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they're not in. And they don't have Davidson as a lock either, but I do. I don't know how you can keep Davidson out. I think Davidson can win some games. I do too. I I think they're in. That Atlantic 10 is pretty good, and they've only got one one team. I mean, that's crazy. So I think VCU, I think they can beat somebody. I'm a big fan of Oregon's coach. If they can get in, it seems like they knock somebody off every year. I don't think Indiana can. Uh, Watched Memphis yesterday. They got talent. Just not sure they got enough coaching over on the sideline. Not sure. Uh, I hate to knock Penny because I kind of like him, but <laughs> I just don't know. They got talent though. I really like Florida. I really do. I they got they they could they could beat somebody. They got two games this week. One of them's tough, guys. I wish I could remember all these because I. <laughs> um, I wouldn't underestimate San Jose, San Diego State either. So you asked me which one. Um, I don't think Miami is. Um, BYU, no. San Francisco, maybe. Creighton's one of those teams. If they get in the right situation, they could. Yeah. I like them. Oregon. And I think I'd take VC in Florida. That's four of them. That's the best I can do. Yeah, I would take Creighton. I think I definitely think they could make some noise for sure. They're they're in that tough conference and they are. And uh, yeah, I think I think they definitely could make some noise. That's like you said, it's going to be a whole lot of fun uh, to see how this thing shapes up. And 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 once it finally gets here, like I said, we're almost there. It's funny we were whining about football and what are we going to do? Well, hell, we're almost to March Madness now. So I know we filled the time pretty well. And I was sitting there thinking the other day, what am I going to do when this is over with? This has been fun. Oh, we got we got plenty for you to do. Don't worry about it. I've well, I know. I'm just saying I've had a lot of fun with this, and I really didn't think I would. So, ah, uh, yeah, it's 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 been great. Yeah, I've I've liked covering the basketball as well. All right, so if you can see right here, you got free uh, the best bets tonight uh, up on the site here as far as the NBA, the NHL, and NCAA basketball. Also, if you're just looking for picks, you don't want the best bets, you can go to the free sports picks, and then here's all of our pages. You go to the NHL right now, and we've got uh, all three of our picks up there. Mike Samich will chime in with NHL picks. You go to the NBA right now, and you can check out all of those, and then also NCAA basketball 
We got all those listed and ready for you as well. Also, I threw up some NFL future wagers today. I was oh boy, here we go. We'll do that. So I threw up some NFL future wagers. Uh, you know, just just to kind of have it up there. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Hey, AFC North division winner, I say Cleveland, just to be funny. I put that up there. So anyway, yeah, you can check out some of those as well. So we got a lot going on on the sports site. Yeah. If you want to go to the horse site, you got a lot going on there too. Uh, all kinds of stuff going on. We right got now. it going on now. I'll tell yep. you. Yeah, you want to see uh, reactions to the Rebel or the Honeybee? It looks like Magic's already got preview video up for the San Felipe Stakes coming up. And he also will have it for the Fountain of Youth. And you can read about Lucas and his plans as well. And also Magic Mike. Uh, so, boy, we got a lot going on. on it the is website. Rolling. And yeah. we are busy. Yes, very busy. And uh, this week with racing is going to be crazy. Lots going on about, I don't know, 20, 25 stakes races all wow. together. So, I won't hear much from you this week then. No, no. You'll hear I'm from me on Thursday when we do the show. And then that's it. <laughs> I'm on my own this week. That's so. right. That's right. All right. Um, that's it. That's all we got. But uh, we'll do the just one more thing like we always do on this show. Oh, what I got, got a good one. What do you got? Go ahead. I know you probably have one. Well, first of all, shout out to the Missouri Southern Girls again. Uh, uh, funny thing, you know, it's small college basketball. And if you've never been involved in it, you don't know what it's like. But we went to Edmond, Oklahoma uh, Saturday. Uh, Sandy and I needed a uh, a night out, so we went Friday night down to Norman, and then we went over to Edmond, which isn't very far. And so we go to the the game, and there probably is fifty people from Missouri Southern at the game, yeah. and we all got there early. Everybody in the gym when when we walked in was from Missouri Southern, and they all know each other because it's parents of the girls. That's all yeah. that's there. Nobody else goes. So they're looking at me and Sandy, and I'm trying to who in the hell are these two? <laughs> and you could just tell. Everyone yeah. was wondering who we were. So I go down, and I, I know the announcer of the radio guy on Missouri Southern real well. And I got there early. It was like 45 minutes before the game. So me and him were just sitting there shooting the bull. So they all know him. They're right. trying to figure out who is it. You know, we just got stared at the whole game. Yeah. And uh, it was a fantastic game. And uh, – the the our little superstar guard hit a three at the buzzer to to win it again and she's just phenomenal and Aaron you got to go see her you, you just have to see her she you can't believe I mean it's it, when you watch her you'll think what's so great about her she doesn't look like she's doing anything and, and she just she just does it's amazing but anyway now when I get into this I want you to know I do the same thing. Okay, I'm not making fun of anybody because mm -hmm. I've done it too. And I'm, I hope Heather's not listening. So I'm probably going to make her mad. But anyway, so Sandy wanted a coffee. Mm -hmm. Okay, we, we left the hotel and she wanted a coffee. So we go to Starbucks. Well, it's like 11 o'clock in the morning. The parking lot is completely is this the hold on before you go? Is this the Starbucks in uh, Edmond or Enid or what is no, it? No, it's in Moore. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. Why you've been to the one in Edmond? Yes, yes. Okay, well, yeah. anyway, and it's always full. So, anyway, yeah. go ahead. So, so the parking lot's completely full. The drive through, like it is everywhere, the cars are in the road blocking traffic. Right. I bet there's 25 cars in line. Now, 
I would have skipped it. I would never stand in line, sit in line. But anyway, right. we did. We're like car number 26. So I'm sitting there. I'm thinking, what does this country come to? <laughs> Here we are. We go to the grocery store and we bitch if we have to wait five minutes to get our groceries. We have to right. stand for five minutes. We're bitching. God, why don't they hurry up? Or we're, we're Christmas shopping and we're at Target or we're somewhere. And we're, the line's backed up and we're sitting there griping, waiting in line to uh, to get our Christmas presents. Or or anywhere where we have to stand and wait, right? Where mm -hmm. we, we're just like, you go get your oil changed and you got to wait like 40 minutes for them to get your oil changed. We're sitting there bitching. So here we are in a line of 26 cars waiting to spend six, seven, eight dollars for a <laughs> coffee. Right. That we can make it home for nothing. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. I just got to thinking, what are we coming to? So anyway, what really pissed me off was we get up there and there's two cars in front of us. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, I don't know why, but I had the window rolled down a little bit. So these people, there's four in a car, had been in the line for 20 minutes. And they get to the drive-thru and they don't know what they want. <laughs> Is that not just <laughs> disgusting? They get to the drive-thru and the, the lady at Starbucks, and you know, they're just flustered because they're just swamped. Yeah, they're trying to get them in and out as quick as and they can. I help you? And the driver looks in the back, what do you want? <laughs> Are you sure? What? And then the one over there. It took five minutes for them to, what had they been talking about for 20 minutes while they were in the drive-thru? I can't believe that. I just can't believe that you get up there and you're so oblivious to what's yeah. going on that you don't know what you want. And yeah. Anyway, and then you know this because you and Heather, you, you're, you're coffee uh, experts. I can't place an order at at starbucks because it's too complicated <laughs> yeah right right so, so sandy she's over in the driver's seat or the passenger seat and i said you go ahead and make because let's see and hers wasn't too complicated she got a caramel macchiato with coconut milk and blonde and <laughs> so, blonde redhead brunette whatever the hell you I, it's just it's amazing to me <laughs> now well, i think most men if they're by themselves and not if they got women with them. Okay, if that just been me, and I wanted a Starbucks, and I saw the line, I would have went on. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I went uh, to McDonald's and got one. Because I know where all the Starbucks are. I would have found another one. So <laughs> No, I wouldn't have had to go to, well, I wouldn't have had to go to Starbucks in the first place. I, You know, Casey's just fine with me. <laughs> So, anyway, that's my story, and I, I just, I, I, this was, it's just amazing to me what we, and and, and you know, fifteen years ago, these things you never heard of. It, it is odd, yeah, it is. Uh, it, they've just exploded, like like Mark said, it's genius marketing. Yeah, it's it just is, it's crazy. What are you, they're marketing on our stupidity is that yeah. Well, they just, it's just a. <laughs> That's the thing to do now is to get it, go to Starbucks and get a coffee. You know, I'm with you on the price. So I, we have a, a, an espresso maker now because we're spending so much money at Starbucks. So I make mine at home. I, I don't go to Starbucks anymore. 
So. Yeah, last time we were over to the house, I saw that. That's yeah, cool. save you some money too. I, I think we calculated we're saving like three, four hundred dollars a month, maybe. <laughs> so. Well, now uh, Heather goes what? She used to go twice a day. Uh, no, just once. Oh, just once. Okay, yeah. I thought she went when she on her way to work, and then when she got back, yeah. came back here. Now she no. loves coffee. Yeah, Heather, his wife absolutely yeah. loves. Now, coffee. now carrots. I'm gonna tell you. My wife is from the the Northeast, and she agrees. She loves Dunkin' Donuts. So yeah, yeah, uh, you were talking about that last week. Yeah, she's from Plattsburgh, New York, and uh, we we have Dunkin' when we go up there. And a matter of fact, usually the because you know we fly from Springfield, Missouri, or or uh, maybe Joplin if we can get a flight. Usually, the in between connecting flight will be at a place where there's a Dunkin' Donuts. So oh. that's always a treat uh, when we see that. I, 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 I agree. I, I tend to like Dunkin' Donuts maybe better than Starbucks overall. Like it's, it's pretty good. They're different. They're both good. Well, I, I'm not a don uh, coffee connoisseur at all. I love it, you know, but I buy the cheapest instant coffee I've got. <laughs> right. Like you and Mark are the same. If you can't, yeah. <laughs> my coffee's three words or less. I don't want it. If it's <laughs> and I've got my little, I got the, the what is it, great value coffee. Right. It's instant. Right. I put it in the microwave for a minute and a half. It comes out steaming hot. I put some hazelnut creamer in there and yeah. I'm good. I'm good. It doesn't matter to me. I don't. Uh, no, I can't do that. Uh, Timmy's. I've you're heard not a real, You're not a real coffee drinker, though. No, no. Here's what I do. I have two pods, and I put them in there, and it bring it shoots out whatever the coffee. <laughs> and well, then Mark, I put Mark just likes a large coffee black. No, no. This is. I'm gonna oh, tell yeah. you guys. Listen, you, everybody listening. But listen to this guy. This is the perfect coffee. I don't like to drink hot stuff. That's number one. So I don't drink hot coffee. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He drinks iced coffee, which is another stupid thing. Right. So listen, but listen, it's a it's a really good drink. <laughs> you, put, you put your two pods in and it shoots out the whatever, the espresso or whatever. And then you put three spoonful of uh, vanilla syrup in there. Uh it's, I don't know what it is. It's I, can, I should go get the bottle. I don't know what it is. And you put three spoonfuls, and then you pour milk. The rest of it's milk, and you stir it up. It's it's great. I drink it That's every morning. Coffee. <laughs> That's a milkshake. It's not a milkshake. No, it's not. No, it's oh. not. I don't know what it is, but that's what she told. She said this is like they have at Starbucks. I said, all right, and this is what you do, and I've done it, and it's 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 great. Yeah, have it every morning while I I uh, handicap the the races for the next day. And it's cold. Yeah, yeah. No, well, what I'll do, I'll, I'll do the two pods, and then I'll put it in the refrigerator, and sit. It'll be there for about an hour, and I'll drink one of these because I'm afraid of kidney stones, so I still drink all kinds of water. And then, then I go get it. I put four ice cubes in it, and then I, I, I do the rest of it. Yeah, so it's great. So, so Mark has a large coffee. Black, why would you go to Starbucks for well, that? I, I don't think Mark would go to Starbucks. Yeah. He might. <laughs> and did we ever think, seriously, I never thought I'd see the day we would be drinking iced coffee. Listen, I I know. Mm -hmm. I didn't used to drink it. I always just drank water, but I No, I, you're not a coffee drinker. No, but I do have one of those. 
Yeah, he goes to QT. <laughs> oh, definitely. Casey's just fine for me. I don't know. Yeah, Casey's where you're at, but Casey's yeah. fine for me. Yeah, he's St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, he's St. Louis. Have Casey. Yeah. Uh, Heather Heather likes Casey's. Yeah. Oh, you're kidding. No, no, she likes Casey's. Yeah, she used to get Casey's. Company, she didn't but... like McDonald's. No, she never has. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> I kind of like McDonald's. It's okay. Yeah, I I go there some. Anyway, that's my drink. You can make fun of it all you want. It's delicious. I drink it every morning, and it helps me handicap races. So I'm not magic I'm not carrots good. like Seven Eleven. There you go. Seven Eleven. I love Slurpees from Seven Eleven. I drink them with my pinky up too. Maggie, so. <laughs> <laughs> Slurpees are the best. Seven <laughs> Eleven. Oh, I tell you, the world has changed. I tell you. Yeah. Well. Now let me ask you this, Aaron. Okay. You're so much younger. Okay. When you were in college, mm -hmm. was drinking were coffee houses a big deal then? Okay. Not until I met Heather. I didn't. I never. I'd never been to a Starbucks until I met her. Oh, and that I'm was two thousand. I didn't know what to do. That was two thousand. I, I had no idea what to order. She just said, oh, "I'll just get this and try it." Like, That's gross. Well, I'll try something else next time. Um, yeah, two thousand six. I think they got going around early two thousands though. But yeah, two thousand six yeah. is when I started going. But that, we didn't go that often. And then I just. I'm like Mark. I just drink black coffee until about. I don't know, eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And I tried something with some creamer in it. And man, I had to drink black coffee the other day. And it's about all I could do. So, <laughs> uh, uh, Ashley Gordon chimes in and says, what is St. Louis's home racetrack? Oh, Ashley, it's it's oh, a fine establishment. Uh, it's a nice place, too. Fairmont Park in East St. Louis. It's actually now called FanDuel Racetrack. And oh, Sports really? Park. Okay. Yeah, yeah but uh, it's bad. It's really bad. But, well, uh, yeah. make sure you're armed when you go across the Mississippi River. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's out by it's out by the race, like the uh, the car racetrack. Uh, I think I don't think that area is quite as bad once you get out in that. Area. No, it's getting across the bridge and getting to the track. That's the problem. Yeah, you might need a tank yeah. to feel safe. Mark says cheap uh, cheap beer, clear liquor, or I, I know I think you meant cheap liquor, ramen noodles, pizza rolls, and Red Bull in college. Gosh, we were dumb. See, Mark agrees with me. You better be packing on the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No joke there, Papa dude. Two bucks to get in, and you better be packing on the way. <laughs> yeah, but Ashley, it is. It, it certainly is Fairmont Park. Uh, they run on Tuesdays and uh, is it Friday nights or Saturday nights now, Mark? I can't remember. Um, but yeah, Tuesday afternoon is probably their most popular time because there's not many other uh, tracks running. So. You really want to have fun, bet Fairmont Park and Will Rogers down on a Tuesday afternoon. I swear at Will Rogers, they get them out of the pastures sometimes. <laughs> but I've had as much fun there as I have anywhere. So, yeah, Will Rogers Down's another one, Ashley, that uh, you probably heard of it because they stayed open during the pandemic and you may have been betting on that. One, so. <laughs> My buddy, I think they open what in March sometime, opening day at Will Rogers. Yeah, I think we're. Three weeks. Let me look that up. But go ahead. Yeah, he he's he's a, he's a teacher. I taught with him, and uh, he told me the other day. He goes, "Now that you're retired, you better come and go with me," because he skips school and goes to. <laughs> of course. 
Packers. I know. Uh, he loves it. And uh, let's see. I'm trying try to find this band thing. Um, Will Rogers. I'm thinking it's like this. 21st. 21st. March 21st. So we are we are three days from, away uh, or three weeks away. Tomorrow's the first. Yes. So we start on Monday uh, the 21st. Oh, I'm going. <laughs> Let's see. That is Louisiana Derby week. I could get the guide done because I'll draw Saturday. I get the guide done Sunday and then go to the track. Yep. I'm going Monday. Yep. I'm not sure on that one. We're going. Probably take take the take a tent and just stay all week. So <laughs> oh, God. Some of those guys live in tents down there. <laughs> Magic Carrot says, I find it odd uh, that a track called Turf Paradise has a lot of turf. That's a good, good point. <laughs> That's a, honestly, this is the last thing that we're getting off of here. Okay. People are getting sick of us. Um, a little bit anyway. Turf Paradise and Parks. That's my two least favorite tracks. There you go. I thought if, if those were the only two racetracks, I don't think I'd get it. I hate Turf Paradise. I don't know why. I've always, I've hated it. There you go. Yeah. And Parks, I've always hated. And I went to Parks and it's like, yeah, I see why I hate it. It's, it's They have a great casino and sports, but that racetrack. <laughs> By the way, in June and July, folks, we're going to be starting taking suggestions about what you want us to talk about on our podcast in, in yeah. especially july July's, i think it'll be very entertaining it's gonna be bad july's gonna be bad for the show <laughs> we'll find something. especially if major league baseball is uh doesn't play a strike I there might be a strike so yeah that would uh, i don't care about baseball anyway see that's the thing like College know. basketball and NHL and NBA and NFL, great. You know, college football, obviously, great. Baseball, oh, God. Don't think I can watch it at night like I'm doing the basketball. I just don't think I can. I can watch it, but I will fall asleep within <laughs> 10 so minutes of it starting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's funny. Uh, your race was funny sell during the race on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Isaac says, talk about NASCAR. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I can watch baseball before I can NASCAR. I think uh, I get mocked here. I don't like the Cardinals. See, Mark, I, I, oh, all yeah. my friends like the Cardinals. I don't dislike them. It's like, I don't care. So I get it. Uh, all right, we're gonna get off here, guys. We've, we've done enough today. Yes, we have. We've given you all we can give you. Um, we need to yeah. save something for the next show. So um, yeah. we're gonna be, we're gonna be back back here on Thursday um, for for the sports show. Uh, a lot going on on our channel. We got a lot of Magic Mike shows. We got Blinkers Off on Thursday. We're going to have a lot of just individual videos like we've been doing. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying those. I see a lot, a lot of people are watching those little short videos, and that's great. I'm glad you guys are. Hopefully, you're really liking them. Uh, I can tell you one thing. Uh, we love doing those. Those reaction videos, we've had so much freaking fun doing those. And then uh, when Magic and I do our Oakland uh, videos, that's uh, always a laugh. We're always having fun. So hopefully you're liking it as much as we're doing uh, doing them. And, uh, yeah, that's it. All right. So we'll be back on Thursday. Thank you guys once again. Thank for, guys. Yeah, thanks for supporting the show, watching the show. We continue to have pretty good ratings for it. And that means we can stay. So And also on the boss. So that's the other that's thing. Right. So, all right. We'll see you guys on Thursday. Thanks, guys. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com. 
your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes first. 